Hi, this is Mark. Thank you for joining me. I'm Luther Cruz. Maybe you've heard someone say to you or to somebody else, especially when they're going through a difficult time, quote, you're under oppression, or maybe it sounds like you're being oppressed. And at the time you didn't question it, and maybe you didn't know what they meant, or maybe you just assumed you knew but didn't go any further with it. Well, it may be that you were being oppressed, or you are being oppressed, but it's important for you to understand what oppression means. And if you are being oppressed, it would be really helpful to know if you can combat it, right? That's what I want to talk about today. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. In other words, there might be times when you feel like our war is with other people in our lives. But the reality is that the devil is using those people to create turmoil or they might not even know it. You see, when Satan fell from heaven, he took a third of all the heavenly angels with him. And those angels are called demons. They're Satan's helpers. You see, Satan isn't omnipresent like God is. In other words, he can only be in one place at a time whereas God can be everywhere at the same time. And so what he has to do is Satan has to dispatch his demons to create havoc in this world. And he infests people and governments and militaries and world leaders and people around us because Satan's goal is to lash out at God and in a twisted way build his own kingdom against God and even dethrone him if he can but he can't. And so the best he can do is cause all kinds of disruptions in the world and in individual lives and in your life and my life. And by doing that, he can, well, sometimes keep us from so focusing on God and what is important in the world. And in some cases, even abandon God because, well, it's easy to blame God for all the awful things that happen in our lives and, well, in the world. And in the background is Satan, who is chuckling because his disguise as an angel of light pulled the wool over one more person's eyes. Oh, you don't think Satan can use other people to bring chaos in your life? Well, let me give you some examples. Remember the story of Peter and Jesus in Matthew chapter 16? Jesus had just told the disciples that he had been going to Jerusalem to suffer and die. And the Bible says that Peter took Jesus aside and he began to rebuke him. And he said, quote, never, Lord, shall this be. This shall never happen to you. And Jesus turned and said to Peter, listen, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Wow, you see, Satan was using the feeble attempts of Peter to keep Jesus from going to the cross. And Jesus called it out for what it was. He rebuked Satan, who was indeed using Peter as a stumbling block. 
Or just think about Job and how God gave Satan permission to bring all kinds of trials and disasters into his life to try to get Job to deny Christ. But Job never did. And Job never knew or acknowledged that it was Satan who was behind all of his troubles, but it was. And God allowed it. And then we also know that Paul was doing battle with Satan. As we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, where he wrote, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan. There it is, to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Paul suffered with some kind of infliction in his body. We don't know what it was, although there's all kinds of speculation, but he had never identifies what it was. But it was an infliction put in his flesh by Satan, and God allowed it to buffet him. Why? So that he wouldn't become proud about all the revelations God had given him and how God was using him to bring healing and salvation to so many and building the kingdom of God. And so those are just a few incidences in Scripture where we know Satan was behind the chaos that happened in people's lives. So don't think for a minute that Satan can't or he won't bring chaos into your life. Sometimes using people closest to you like Peter, and in Jesus' case, and at other times through other incidences that happen in your life. Now, signs that you may be under attack from the devil can be things like physical symptoms like sleeplessness and addictions, inexplicable ailments, sexual perversion, substance abuse or self-mutilation or you might be experiencing spiritual deadness you feel like you can't pray you have apathy or anger toward god or you're becoming interested in false religions and there can be emotional turmoil like uncontrollable anger and fluctuation of moods and emotions low self-confidence a feeling of hopelessness or a lack of purpose. There can even be financial troubles like constant and unusual financial problems. I've experienced spiritual oppression many times in my life. My wife and I have experienced spiritual oppression that has caused us to argue and be frustrated and disagree with one another. We've experienced oppression with our children when they behaved in such unusual ways at such unusual times. We've experienced oppression in serving in some churches, being attacked and ridiculed in such unusual and undeserved ways. Spiritual oppression is real. It should never be underestimated. And there are some ways that we can combat it when it comes into our lives. The first thing is to acknowledge that you're being oppressed. In other words, bring it out into the light because Satan hates the light and he's always lurking and hiding in the shadows. You see, if you acknowledge that this is a spiritual attack, you can deal with it in the next step a lot easier. If your oppression is caused by sin in your life, 
then, in, then confess your sin and ask God to free you from its bondage. James chapter 5, verse 14 says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him pray. In other words, go to God and ask him for the forgiveness that will set you free. And then begin to claim God's promises from the Bible. Promises like 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Or Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son, whom he loves and whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Or 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8 that says, The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Or how about Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11? They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. And then James chapter 4 and verse 7, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You see, all of those are passages that you can learn and claim. And when you do, and when you repeat them out loud, the devil can't stand a chance. He doesn't have a hold on you. He'll have to flee. Isn't that what Jesus did in the wilderness when the devil tempted him? Jesus quoted scripture and the devil eventually had to flee. That doesn't mean that, we won't, that he won't come back. When he left Jesus in the wilderness, the Bible says that he left until a more opportune time. And there are many times when the devil tried to destroy Jesus throughout his lifetime. At his birth, when the devil incited Herod to kill all the babies in Jerusalem. To Nazareth, when the citizens wanted to kill him along with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But Jesus clung to the word of God and Satan didn't stand a chance. And then be in prayer constantly. Ask God for guidance and wisdom, but also find a person that you can be spiritually accountable to. Ask someone to pray with you, helping you in your journey of oppression. This should be a spiritually mature person who also understands a spiritual uh, struggle that you're in and knows how to combat the enemy. If you're struggling with something today, take some time to discern whether it might be a spiritual attack from the devil. In some way, it probably is. And if you don't deal with it in a spiritual way, then Satan can get a foothold into your life. Ephesians chapter 4, 27 says, And do not give the devil a foothold. Don't make space for him by unconfessed sin. And... Claim the word of God because it's true and it's effective. Thanks for listening. I hope this helps. I'll talk to you next week.